0: This week on Gym Ops Radio, the topic is all things brand attraction. The guys talk about their top six ways to get more people interested in your brand. They'll discuss topics from little tweaks to make your website more appealing, the basics of in-person member treatment to drive referrals, and how during this pandemic, you can start creating a brand that people know, like, and trust with authenticity, not smoking mirrors. Welcome to episode 45. This is Gym Ops 3. Hey guys, welcome back to Gym Ops Radio. We're back with episode 45. My name is Brian Pritz.
1: And I'm Dave Thomas.
0: And we're the owners of Performance 360 here in San Diego. Uh, today we are going to go over six immediate action items to get more people interested in your gym, uh, which personally, I love action items. Big action guy. I hate concepts that you have to think about for months. I like things you do right away. Get them done. Move on.
1: Well, then this one uh, will kind of scratch you right right where you itch. Cause what, we... if, what if I don't itch anywhere? <laughs> well, it <laughs> scratch you anyways. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this one too because it's a really ambiguous concept, like just talking about getting more people interested in your gym. That's always an issue because the gym in the gym industry is such a competitive one. So you're trying to get people interested in you rather than your competitors. But now it's like your your whole industry is up against the coronavirus. So you need to get people interested in you from a safety perspective and from a trust perspective. So this one's kind of like a hybrid episode of what, you know, what are some strategies without the coronavirus that just as a business, from a brand perspective, can get people interested? And then also, how can you kind of combine what's going on with the current threats of the coronavirus to just blend that into a gym that's more attractive to people?
0: Yeah, and we had just essentially gone through each one of these action items ourselves as a business before corona hit. I think before corona hit, we had probably spent the last six months uh, before that basically working on every one of these points um, and action items. And we saw a pretty dramatic difference from like beginning product to end product, if you will, after doing all this. So,
1: yeah. And some of them, I, I really like the mix of these because some of them are just purchasing equipment for the gym that you wouldn't think of and just putting it to use. Some of them are like tweaks you can do to your website. Some of them are the in person experience. It's just kind of a really eclectic mix of things that are um, all kind of separate from one another, but that ultimately net out a brand that is just more appealing visually operationally from a communication perspective it just um, yeah it just makes you more attractive to the consumers to your members to people who engage with your brand
0: and they're relatively easy to implement it's nothing crazy difficult long any of that Um,
1: yeah so Um, and like you said we got some actual action items that you can specifically do and take um, that we think will be super helpful so first up action item number one is invest in some good imagery So this has absolutely nothing to do with fitness-specific advice. This is more of just like a, I guess, branding item, if you will. And to be honest with you, this is probably going to be our shortest point on this, but we wanted to lead off with the foundation because I think it's – it's just so important to have good quality images of your gym and so many businesses specifically gyms lack compelling pictures on the website they lack those good visuals that really kind of tie you emotionally into the gym so you know when people go to our website we, we like to use like really big pictures so obviously if you're on a desktop if you're on mobile they're a little bit smaller um, and we try to pick we, images that we know are movements that are popular And we want them to look motivating. Like we know that people love back squats. We know that people love the barbell movements. So we want to feature those a lot on the website because we know that that's what the average person shopping for us wants to do. So we want to kind of put them in the position of doing that in the gym. I'll go to gyms all the time and I'll see like images loaded with like coaches uh, or like staff members like consulting with a new member. And it's just like kind of two people talking or, um, you know, it's an image of like, just the outside of the gym, um, things that are helpful, but that aren't actually going to like really emotionally get you psyched up to come into the gym and to experience like what you're seeing on the people experience.
0: Yeah. I mean, you really want to elicit like an emotional feeling in response to those pictures. And like you said, you're not going to do that with like two people talking or consulting. Like nobody calls the gym or emails and be like, Hey, do you guys, Like, have people off to the side consulting with each other. You know, it's like people want to know what your training is about and what that atmosphere when you're working out is.
1: Yeah. And just, you know, making sure that the images are of good quality. Like, you don't need, excuse me, you don't need to have, you know, you don't need to invest thousands of dollars into equipment to take good pictures. You can just buy like a regular Canon camera. You can even get used cameras for a couple hundred dollars. Um, their software adobe lightroom is what we use like it's so easy to just edit them make them look good to where you're spending minimal time minimal money i am not a photographer and our pictures come out perfectly fine for what we want them to do just because technology is so turnkey these days there's really no excuse to have like poor poor image quality
0: yeah i would say your images are great um honestly like when i see those pictures it They elicit an emotional response from me where I want to go to the gym and that's all you need it to do.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, exactly all we're talking about here. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Don't take crappy iPhone pictures. Um, I also go to a ton of websites where they don't even have pictures. It's just like long kind of lengthy descriptions of what's going on in the gym. And, you know, most people don't read that stuff. They want to get eyes on what people are doing because they're immediately going to associate your gym with that concept. Yep. So another thing to think about is you want to be really visual right now with what you're doing for coronavirus. Um, That's one of the things I spent a lot of time doing was researching just how other gyms were communicating their coronavirus practices, their safety or their social distancing measures, their safety practices. And I went to a lot of gyms that had like really long descriptions and it looked like they were taking it really seriously. But it would have taken me, you know, 10-15 minutes to read through that entire page and there were there were no images associated with it whatsoever I believe that people are going to make a snap decision right away Based on just the imagery that they see of how your gym is operating with the pandemic Are you showing that there's zones? Are you showing people in classes with the zones so that they can get like some scalability of what the distance is in place? Um, Are you showing uh, what you know, maybe what goes into a workout zone? Are you showing coaches wearing masks like people want to see that these practices are actually in place and they don't want to like read through a lengthy description of it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of the messages and calls that we get, I basically just um, send people a link to the page that just shows all of that um and that is way more effective than explaining to them what we're doing um, a perfect example is during you know our communication to prospects um, after they've entered our waitlist we got the most response um, from one of the i forget if it was a text or an email that basically laid out specifically our COVID procedures and a link to the page that they could visualize and see what that was like and we got so many responses from that just being like even if they weren't interested joining just yet they were like this is awesome like i can't wait to get started whenever you know xyz happens and i can get in there
1: yeah and if you want an example of just kind of what we're talking about you you can honestly go to our website it's right there it's just perform-360.com and we have a pop-up that exists on the site that just you know click here to see our coronavirus social distancing and safety measures and it, it takes People to a page and they can see absolutely everything so um, you can just kind of get a sense of what we mean with like pairing the visuals with the text so that it's comprehensive and easy for people to understand yep um, as far as the takeaway goes it's it's kind of three-part first and foremost I, I do recommend investing in a camera it is an expense that will pay you dividends for sure um, get a software editing system Adobe Lightroom it's easy to use and get a page that exists on your website that is singularly devoted to talking about coronavirus. Don't mention it in passing on the other pages, like have one that is incredibly impossible to miss. That people will click and they'll get an easy description with images of what you're doing. Uh, That will immediately make your brand more attractive to customers, to uh, potential customers, current customers, anybody who wants to know what's going on. Absolutely. Uh, so action item number two is go minimalist. And this is another one on the website. Um, you know, you and I have gone through different iterations of our website over the years with lots of pages, few pages kind of in between. So, uh, why don't you talk a little bit now about what we have going on on our website and kind of why we're in that direction.
0: Uh, to start that off with, I'll go over what we used to have and how that's adapted. So we used to have, um you know, I don't know the number, but let's just call it, uh, 20 pages in total that detailed everything from our training, our coaches, our schedule, um, you know, even to little things like the culture, um, all that stuff. So tons of different pages, link throughs to each of them. Um, and what we found was that people didn't really care. I hate to say that, but they didn't really care about all of the details. They wanted the top-level information, let's call it, like, three or four pieces of information, and once they got that, that that was all they needed. And so what you need to do is make that as easily accessible and easily digestible as possible. Um, and that, I think now we have probably, like, four main pages on the website, um, four or five maybe. Um, and kind of filters all of that information, the high level information into those pages. And if people need to know those details, they'll come out during questions at some point along the process. Um, but that allows you to, you know, sell and explain, uh, better to those people who need it. But, um, don't think that every single person needs all of the information right up front.
1: Yeah. It's uh, you know, when you go to like our about page, um, it just, it, it's the training Uh, the coaches and the results. And that's kind of it on the website. We've got some info on some locations and we have a start here page. But that is it. You can really only engage our website with three or four pages at the most. We don't want to be... Um, it's like you talk yourself out of the sale, um, which is, I know what they teach in sales training where it's like you speak for so long and so much about your gym. Yes. It's an opportunity to tell people more information, but you also are running the risk of giving people information that maybe they don't want to hear that you think is appealing, but maybe you go down a rabbit hole with your explanation. Now the whole thing is kind of confusing and I'm turned off. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, think about, think about any Per, any product you've ever purchased, like I bought a TV uh, this year, a new TV, and Congrats. it's like, thank you, great purchase, and you go to the TV store, in this case Costco, and it's like, there are so many uh, technical aspects of the TV that you can look at the box and look at the price tag, and you don't know what the hell any of it means. The average person shopping for a gym is not going to really know like all about the technical physiology of your program design, They're going to get lost in that stuff and potentially be intimidated by it. But it's like, I looked up and this was the most colorful TV to me. So it's like, (laughs) that's the one that I bought. And, you know, I asked the salesperson, like, is this, is this a good TV? Am I buying a piece of junk? He's like, no, it's a great TV. Boom. That's the sale. Yep. Um, So, you know, ultimately understanding why, why people buy things, um, they buy things, that they connect with that are appealing visually and that they think they can kind of put themselves in that scene and succeed. Um and also, you know, as this relates to coronavirus, I also want to caution folks like you got to kind of uh you got to kind of walk that line of being really descriptive with what's going on cuz people want to see that you have a plan, they want to see that it's not bullshit, but again, you can kind of go down the rabbit hole of like all of a sudden we're two pages in with our like coronavirus practices. And now it's like, Oh man, like, am I gonna, what's going on here? Like, Uh, do I, do I need to read like a, a textbook before I come to the gym so that I don't screw something up? Right. Or like, am I just getting the snapshots of like, here's the minimalist description, but it's effective without intimidating you about our process.
0: Enter in bullet points. I have noticed you use a lot of bullet points these days and it just, it couldn't be more effective because you can essentially, um, condense down, you know, a paragraph of info into a quick bullet point that doesn't explain everything, but it gets the point across. Um so I, I think that you know, if you look on your website and you're like, oh, this page has, you know, four paragraphs, put one one short paragraph, a couple of bullet points.
1: Yeah, and you said something that resonated about like um, you know, something to the effects of like, you don't need to tell everybody everything about the business. You said it's going to come up in the process. Yep. And so I think for listeners, what you're referencing is like, once that person has expressed interest to you, they're going to ask questions that are important to them and you can customize and tailor that response with that information. Some people might ask about like class sizes. Some people might ask about, um, You know, uh, a a very detailed, specific question about coronavirus. They might want to know if they can put their account on hold once they remember, Um, you know, a number of different things that will come up that not every person cares about. So you don't want to just vomit all that, but some people are going to care about it. So understanding that you have that kind of like tier two aspect of communication with like tier one being there on the website. Now they're personally talking to you in that kind of second tier. And now you can kind of get into the weeds a little bit. That's specific to them. Um, And not just like, let me give them everything so that I don't have to answer anything.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that class size thing is a very good point. Um, I have a lot of discussions on class sizes. So like a really good example is somebody that, you know, might ask like, what are your class sizes? and, you might think like, oh, you know, we have uh, big classes, the vibe's awesome, the energy is awesome, like, you're going to love it. Well, what if they were like, oh, well, I'm like brand new to this and I don't have any experience and I really want like one-on-one attention. Well, you just lost them. So, you know, allowing them to pose the question and ask asking questions back allows you to provide a better response to them. That's tailored to them. And that's not like you're going to lie and say like, Oh no, no, our classes are really small if they're not. Um, but you can phrase it in such a way um,
1: that matches
0: their, that matches what they're looking for.
1: Yeah. That's a really good point because to some people, 20 people in a class is like excellent to others. It's overwhelming. So like knowing the intent behind that question, you can't answer that by just vomiting that on the website. That needs to be a personalized response. Absolutely. So, um, so I think as far as you know, action items to take for you to go much more minimal minimalist on your website is do do an audit of your website. Go through page by page, read it. Ask yourself, does this page absolutely need to exist for me to attract somebody to try the gym? Does it absolutely need to exist? If it's a yes, keep it. If it's questionable maybe run it by someone else maybe run it by like a couple of trusted customers like hey did you go to this page did you care about this page um get rid of it if it's not even with on the pages that are important do you have a ton of copy do you you exceed two paragraphs ever i would say two is excessive stick to one Um, and then the last thing is you really want to ask yourself you know if someone's on your website what is different about you that is going to make them join the gym. You know, why are you in business? We have a whole episode on this. Um, I forget it off the top of my head, but you can find it in our episode. It's all about branding your gym with why you're in business. So I recommend listening to that and uh, also checking out Simon Sinek's book, It Starts With Why. It's my personal favorite business book of all time. Um, But it'll help you answer that why question, which will in turn allow you to be a bit more minimalist on your website because you don't need to focus on all the technical aspects of the services that you provide.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned run something by friends also run it by a friend called Google. Uh, They have this awesome, (laughs) this awesome theory called Google analytics that'll tell you right away if people are into a page or not into a page.
1: Is is there anything that people can specifically do to like get themselves involved in, in that guy?
0: Uh, it's relatively easy. Um, you just need to install code on your website. Um, if you have, like, WordPress, there's plugins that do it for you. Um, and just sign up for Google Analytics. It's free. It'll start collecting data. It'll tell you information like how long people are reading a page, their exit rate on specific pages, um, all that stuff. So you can actually, like, pinpoint maybe why people are leaving your website and at what point. So.
1: Cool, so first two action items, invest in good imagery and go minimalist. So if we're kind of combining those, get rid of all the junk on your website that doesn't need to be there. Come up with something that's really clear and direct about why people should be interested in you, A, from your brand, but B, specifically with what you're doing with coronavirus. Communicate all of it in a very minimalist fashion, only the pages you need with great images that accompany it with minimal text. Uh, So easy stuff to kind of immediately convert your first experience with folks to being a little bit more attractive. Yep. And then action item number three. This is the last one on the website. It kind of ties it all together is get people a clear call to action. What should they do when they're on your website? Go.
0: (laughs) Go. Um, We talked a little bit about this, I think, last episode, but um, we filter everybody into one single thing, and that's to join our waitlist right now. Um, We do have, like, our phone number on the footer, and we do have a contact us page for those people that, you know, are asking something random, Um, but the entirety of what we get people to do is go to uh, a start here page we literally labeled that page uh, the button to go to that page start here so that when people land on the website they think I guess I should start there Um, and that kind of goes through um, you know what we're doing with coronavirus and to enter the wait list Um, and that is the only point of entry that anybody can do on the website as a prospect um, or somebody that's interested is just go to that section and enter your name, email and phone number.
1: Yeah. And here, here's a funny story. We've owned the gym for nine years. I still do not know our phone number. <laughs> I could not tell you gun to my head what it is. It starts with six, one, nine. I think there's a four in there, but yep. I, if someone were to say, I would meet a stranger and be like, give me, give me the gym's number. Let me call and ask some a question. I would have to tell them I don't know the answer to that. So point being, that is how turnkey we have made our website we're a big believer in like do everything possible on the website. We do get phone calls, obviously with questions, not saying to ignore that. Um, But just give people, give people the basics on the site and let them, let them get going. And yeah, we don't, we don't want to get into repeating too much of what we've already talked about, but whatever your business is, get that action item super, super clear and also understand, give them, give them a backup option. So let's say, Let's say, for example, that you require the in-person consultation. Number one, I would be very curious how you're doing that with people not wanting to meet with people face-to-face right right now, but give them a backup option. Have something on there that's just like not ready to join right now, just shopping. Allow them to give you their email address. Give them something that you can um, communicate with them down the road. You know, I, I like to think that people right now, especially this time of year, Uh, This episode is being recorded right around January 1st. Um, You know, people are are kind of shopping right now. So it's like, think about them at like a job fair. It's like they're stopping by different tables, different booths. Um, You know, they don't want a a 15 minute discussion on what's going on. Give them something that they can take with them and allows you to keep a conversation going or allows them to stay in touch with you. Um, Don't feel like you have to sell them like immediately on joining the gym right now, right this instant build that communication funnel, uh, build the ability to have like long-term conversations with these people.
0: You just said something that really resonated with me in terms of looking at it, like almost like a farmer's market where people are just walking. You think about a farmer's market on, there's like booths on two sides of the street and people are walking through the middle and just kind of looking back and forth. It hits all of these points. Like do you have imagery to just like, wow, they're, their interest into whatever you're doing so that they at least like look at maybe walking over to your booth. Um, that's like, that's great. That's something I'm going to use for the rest of my life.
1: I said job fair. But well, farmer's you, market is just way better. No one wants to go to a fucking <laughs> job fair. I <laughs> think you said job analogy. fair and I
0: thought of <laughs> farmer's market. Um, so I didn't even realize you said job fair.
1: Yeah. So anyways, I, yeah, it's, it's just, we're, we're very big believers of like, yes, we want somebody to, take the, the step to join, whether it's try a class, become a member online, but we also want something in place to where if they're not interested in that, they can just tell us, yeah, I want you to talk to me, but I might not join for a month, six months. I might not ever join, but it's like, I'll see myself out when I decide that right, yeah, right now. You just, you just develop the ability to talk to them. Yeah. And that's why we have, among other things, we have our membership wait list because people enter in their email and they just start getting communication from us. Some people will join right away, others will join after a couple months, but they're all in that communication funnel because they've just told us like, yeah, I'm 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 interested in you guys.
0: Yeah, on on our tracking for the waitlist, we keep track of how many days it takes them to join. I don't remember the overall number off the top of my head right now, but I we just signed somebody up that was on the waitlist for like an absurd amount of time. Um, you know, it was like I want to say it was it was from when we first started the waitlist, which I don't even remember. probably four months. At least four months. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of people like that, that it's like they'll join a waitlist and they are not ready to go now. But because we have that constant communication with them, we're always top of mind so that when they are ready, they're looking at us.
1: Nice. Yeah. So as far as action items, um, it's been pretty kind of self-evident about what we've talked about so far. Um, I'm assuming you do obviously have your own call to action That's clear on the website. If it's not, please make it clear. We have our start here page button so that it's very impossible to miss that. Um, If yours is a little bit hard to miss, make it much harder to miss. Um, And also get something where you can capture information. So email capture, text capture, come up with something where you can start talking to people. Yep. Action item number four. So now we're going to move into a little bit of the in-person experience. Action items one through three were all kind of website related. Number one, invest in some good imagery. Number two, go minimalist with your communication. And number three, be clear about a call to action. In all of those three points, make sure your protocol for coronavirus is front and center, can't miss, and in a way that people trust. So that takes us very easily into action item number four, be about your COVID-19 measures in person. We talked all about kind of our plans to pivot um, two episodes ago as we relaunched this podcast. So we're not going to just repeat that stuff, but we're just going to kind of expand on it a little bit. So every gym right now, no doubt, is doing something for coronavirus. But the question that I'm interested in is how active are you still in that process? Is this something that you did when it was like, you know, I don't know where you guys are in the country. You might be somewhere where this is much less of a concern. Here in California, it's still obviously very top of mind. So you might be at a different phase of the level of seriousness in which you take this. But, you know, are you just setting it and forgetting it? Or is your are your coaches actively reinforcing it in class? So, for example, like, you know, we have our zones. We even have... Individual, like marked pathways, so that people it's all one way communicate, one way traffic around the gym. And our coaches, like, still to this day, they'll every now and again in classes be like, as a reminder, guys, when we're getting equipment, stay six feet apart, follow the pathways, make sure we're not walking on top of each other because everybody's safe and sound in their zones, but things can get a little chaotic if people aren't following that when they go to gather their equipment for their individual zones. So you know, when someone joins right now, because a lot of people have joined us specifically because of what we're doing for coronavirus, we don't want them to come in and think like, oh, well, this was just complete bullshit. Right. Like, they're not taking this seriously. We want them to come in and be like, wow, like this is a well-oiled machine. They're on top of this. Like as far as safe as I can possibly feel in an environment like this, like I feel the the highest amount of that safety.
0: Yeah. Um, one really quick example that just popped up Um. We had a member actually quit the gym um, because of he wasn't he you know he liked the training but his background was very different than what we uh, than what he's used to um, and so he was like he liked the training but he wasn't all in on it and so he left. How dare at, him? Yeah, right. Um, he left and went to another gym and I think it was like six days later. Uh, emailed and said like hey can I cancel my cancel (laughs) and you know we were like yeah of course uh you know what happened kind of thing and he was just like found out other gyms are just not really taking this seriously he's like you guys are just by far and away like setting the standard for what should be done with gyms so he's like so I'm back and and you know, sign me back up type thing.
1: That's great to hear. And it's like my philosophy with this the whole time is like annoy people with this, Yeah. like annoy people that they have to do this. And I don't mean that in a way where they're like resentful when they come in, but it's like, here's the thing right now. I, I, I see there being like three types of people who go to a gym. Uh, there's the first, which are just like, I am a gym guy or gal. I am going, I don't care what your operation is. Like sign me up. I'm there fitness. Uh, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, there's the person who's like, "You, c- I could be working out in a fucking incubator by myself, <laughs> and I'm not going to the gym." Yeah. And then there's the majority of folks who are in between that on various leanings, either, you know, various uh, ex- towards one or the other. That is the person who you have to show what you're doing, yep. and so it's like, to the person who is not interested at all, uh, because they're, you know of higher risk or more health concerns, like anything you do is not going to get them to join. Yep. Conversely, the person who is all in on a gym is not going to be put off with your measures. They're not going to view that as this like over inconvenience because they are happy to be in the gym. Yeah. But the person in the middle is the person who you're going to satisfy and, um, you know, be able to make less anxious because of all the practices that you have in place. So it's like, for us, this nets out and like the first time someone comes to a gym, there is a sign, a felt letter board that says, uh, please sanitize your hands We have hand sanitizer there. And then, uh, the coach goes over, greets them and kind of gives them the process. Hey, pick a, pick a square. You can see you have a workout zone. I'm going to cue you when to go get your equipment. It's going to be staggered. Um, you know, we'll have per- portions of the workout that are outside portions that are inside. And the whole thing is very regimented in a way that like it is impossible it's kind of impossible to not follow unless you're just a giant dick and ignore everything that's going on. Um, And now, you know, so the person has now gone to the website. We have now told them this is what they do, but now they're in person and they're seeing it and it's being reinforced. So I know a lot of gyms might think like, Oh, maybe I can talk a big game, but in person people don't really care because maybe that's a reflection of like, maybe you don't really care, but you cannot project those beliefs onto somebody else. So just Build your gym right now in person to be supportive of the person who is afraid or on the fence to come to the gym.
0: Yeah. And, you know, matching your messaging and their expectations with actual experience is so important. And that goes for COVID. That goes for anything else. Um, You know, do what you say that you're going to do or that you are doing.
1: And you said last time, um, you, you mentioned something on one of our last few episodes about how a ton of referrals right now are coming from members who've just been talking up the COVID operation. Yeah. And I, I, I can speak to that as well. I've had people who will message us um, different forms of communication, social media, uh, mention in passing at the gym of like, hey, I just want to introduce myself. I joined the gym because my friend said that like you guys were just taking this so seriously and like I, I'm not – they've said, I feel less afraid here than I do when I'm at work or mm-hmm. with, that I do when I'm anywhere else. Like this is the safest that I feel when I'm out in society. Yeah. And like that, I take that to heart immensely. Like that is an enormous compliment. I love hearing that shit. Cause it's like, we're a gym and you're telling me that you prefer to come here to avoid the coronavirus than like go to work. Right. <laughs> um, and that's like, yeah, I, I love that. And it, to me, it speaks to um, the success that we've had with communicating it. Maybe, I would say maybe if it's like some people are so put off by like the measures we have in place like perhaps they won't join then for our culture great we we do not want that like you can go somewhere that's more of a shit show and you can do all that but that's what we're doing here we communicate it and then we reinforce it by being you know very rigorous with the follow up in person and how the class is is operated
0: and we also make it very well known what we're doing um you know for a while there we were posting daily videos of us just spraying down the squares like the most boring video you will ever see (laughs) just somebody spraying the mats with viricide and it was like that that's what we were about consistently until people got the message that like we are taking this seriously. And do you know,
1: when we stopped posting those, I got messages from people <laughs> saying, did you stop cleaning the gym? Really? Did you stop posting it? <laughs> like we might be the first business in history to get people excited about seeing virus side on social media. It's just, that's amazing. Yeah, it, it really is. Did you stop cleaning the gym? <laughs> yeah, I did. It was like, God, do we have to start doing this again? Like, doing showing people showing us doing it. <sighs> Um, so yeah, as far as the action item for this, the listener takeaway, get get on paper a system in place that your coaches should operate the class. You probably have that, but you also might not. So if you don't, just outline the steps. Coaches, this is what I want you to do every day to make sure that these measures are reinforced. Very simple follow-up. It's, you're going to feel uh, like you're pestering coaches for staying on it, but I promise you everybody... It's in everybody's best interest long term so just just stay on it yep action item number five this one is really complicated. Are you ready for this?
0: I, I'm not sure am I treat if this is gonna this is gonna send me off on a tangent
1: treat people. Well, no,
0: <laughs> don't say that.
1: And so we have lots of episodes on this uh, episode 10, episode 31. They might be a little bit dated, uh, but they're timeless practices. So we're not going to go down the rabbit hole with this, but we are just going to talk specifically. It's kind of the theme of the season, all things coronavirus on why that is just even more important now than ever. So just to give people a recap, you know, our philosophy at the gym boiled down to a single word is just names. We're always on coaches, learn names, check the class roster if you don't know names, figure out what someone's name is if they're new, get to know them, call them by name the whole class. Nice job, John is much better than nice job. All things like that follow up promptly with communication. So I'll let you kind of talk a little bit about that one specifically uh, on the prospect end of treating people well. So this kind of dives into treating prospects well to start. We get a lot of questions right now. So talk a little bit about just like your approach to how you handle um, the, the treatment of prospects now that less of them are in person and more of them are online asking questions in a non face-to-face environment.
0: Yeah, it's pretty easy. It's all about uh, heading your marriage towards divorce by always answering emails as quickly as they come in <laughs> <laughs> because my, life, my wife loves when I am sitting there at nine o'clock at night and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, answering emails. Looking the divorce lawyers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, come on. Like, why don't you just hang out? I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I probably should. Uh, but I have a lot of emails. So, um, I, you know, it's it's nothing complicated. It's just be available. You don't have to be as uh, psychotic about it as I am. Um, but, like, you know, there, there are people that... I'll communicate with that. They'll just casually mention like they've been reaching out to other gyms in the area and like we're the first people to get back to them. So it's like that obviously is a great first impression and they're going to take our gym more seriously than other gyms. So um, it's not complicated. It doesn't need a, a long answer. Just like whatever your method of communication that you've set up on your website, just be there to manage that. Well, I think you
1: give yourself a little bit too much credit. It probably comes naturally to you, so you don't think it's very complicated, but I'll put myself in like a prospect's shoes. Like, let's say I sit down and I write an email to a gym of like, here are my concerns. And some gyms might take those concerns and be like, these are stupid. Yeah. And their tone and their response will be one that is, these are stupid. And they're not trying to come off as communicating that way, but maybe they do because they don't believe that those, fears are legitimate or they don't believe those questions are legitimate. So, um, it's more of like an annoyed response. Whereas one of the ways that I think you greatly excel in managing this for our business is like carving out that time of like, I am going to individualize this response and really communicate with this person, not just talk to them.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say you mentioned something that like they might have a fear or something, a concern, that is maybe invalid to you or you think is stupid. And it's like, if somebody is asking a question and they have a concern or a fear, like it is legitimate. It is not whether you think it's stupid or not to that person who is interested in your gym. It is a concern and a fear. So how do you mitigate that, that fear issue, concern, whatever it is. And then also how do you spin that into a positive? Um, so like I will never ever be in a I in a communication with a member or a prospect that has a negative tone. If it starts out negative, that will very quickly switch into a positive. I mean there's situations that are pretty shitty, you know, to be honest with you. Somebody um, thought they cancelled their membership and they didn't six months ago. So they're wondering why they're they've been being charged for six months. And it's like that is a very bad situation. I would imagine most people are like, you didn't cancel, you know, sorry, no money back, like whatever that is. Um, but there is absolutely a way to at least make some sort of positive from that. Um, and just like something that just pops into my head would be like, you know, say, I'm so sorry that you thought you canceled it. Like there, nothing came through the system. Um, unfortunately we can't go back that far. Um, however, like, I would love to make it up to you, you know, if you decide to return, um, you know, we'll be able to use some of that time and credit it towards future training and blah, blah. So it at least ends in some sort of like, we're trying, we care about you, uh, we'll do what we can.
1: Yeah. And the whole topic of this episode is ways to make your gym more attractive right now. It's not like to get people to join. That's why we, we chose this header specifically. It's just to make it more attractive, like make make people want to engage, make people take whatever the next step is. If it's the first step of going to the website, if it's the final step of joining a gym, there's so many. Uh, if it's a member who's been there for three years, there's so many ways right now to make your gym more attractive during this coronavirus. And all of that back-end communication, these are people who are not even paying us. And like you're going through and you're taking that type of care. Uh, you're getting divorced from Ashley, all these things for people that aren't customers. And so it's like I'm I'm getting kind of excited about that because it's like there is such this opportunity to get people who want to come into a gym by just doing these things that we're talking about that are so unexciting. Like I feel like if you're listening to this, we're 42 minutes in. You're probably like this is all stupid, but it's like <laughs> it's all just basic stuff that I feel like people overlook or don't think about or get lost in the weeds when when the basics really do work.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say the basics work better than any sort of, like, advanced strategy or any, like, super special marketing thing that you have. Like, the basics will always win against that stuff when done right.
1: Yeah, and so we've talked about treating prospects well with this point, and the second point is treating members well. And that is one that is so easy to overlook, but right now, you know, people have a lot of options. They can not come to you. They can do home workouts. Those, these home workouts are exploding right now. So one of the things I have mentioned to coaches is like, give people a validation for why they came to see you. They came to our gym, they came to your class. Validate that. Address them by name. Thank them for coming to the class. Coach them, give them an experience that is worthy of their risk, of their time, of their money, and their energy. And this is a point that obviously exists for our business Without the coronavirus, but with this going on now, to lack that self-awareness to really like know and just to think that people are always going to come to the gym is a way to get complacent and a way for you to slowly die, bleed out slowly without even really realizing it or knowing why. Um, so it you know if you haven't kind of revisited this with your coaches or as yourself if you're a coach, like. Hit the reset button and just go back to basics of like, man, really thank and take care of people for coming to the gym right now and and earn that money, earn that money every single month by all these things, by just recognizing that. And, you know, getting on a Peloton, that person, that instructor with 300,000 followers, they don't know who the fuck you are. They don't care if you're there. (laughs) Like they want to see the numbers so that they get paid. And it's like our brand differentiation right now is being human beings, like asking people how they're doing, uh, getting to know what situations are going on in people's personal lives. Like obviously there's boundaries there, but use the human element right now in our favor. That is our ultimate differentiator and our biggest weapon as a gym, as a brick and mortar business that people come to. It's we should be just like tripling down on it.
0: Yeah, I would. You know, you mentioned like the home workouts. One great example is Peloton it's a, obviously a homework out where it's all video related and it's like, they still do whatever they can to mention people by names. Like they've got a list of, you know, thousands of people on their platform and it's like, they will go through and individually call out certain people that hit different milestones. And like, I, you know, I know a few people with Pelotons, um, my wife included. And like when they are mentioned or they are even just acknowledged, like, their day is made right. And you know, if, if they can do that on a video streaming platform, like you can do it in person when the person is right next to you. Yeah. Um, it's not that difficult and it means a lot to those people.
1: I mean, in many episodes that we've recorded, we just talk about personal recognition and ways to ways to show that you're aware that those people are there. Um, and it's like, yeah, I don't have anything further to add on that. Just making sure that that, isn't lost in all the in all the minutia that you're dealing with as a business, and all the operational pivots, and all of those things that you're that you're responsible for, not losing sight of the very primary reason why people come to the gym. Yeah. So we have that action item called treat people well. I, that's really what it is. Like recognize their existence and their contribution to your business is. Last one. Action item number six. Uh, this is one that. I think can be fun for people, um, be visibly relatable. So what we mean by that is, uh, social media, email, uh, texting blogs, whatever your method of visibility is to the public, make yourself relatable, make your gym, a personal brand, make it about something that is not just, here's how we do back squats. Um, you know, Uh, This isn't a how to use social media post. I think we do like a very average job of it. Um, But one of the things that I think we do a good job of as a brand as is being that personable, relatable brand. Um, You know, the way that I can speak to our greatest success with that is. So we have a daily blog and that daily blog has existed on and off over the course of our business. When we have had that blog going. Our retention is one half to 1% greater than when we don't have the blog. And that doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but I promise you it is be at uh, five and a half percent cancellation instead of 4% cancellation is a massive, massive, massive improvement in overall profitability. Yeah. And that's not to say that like that has nothing to do with like our blog and the way that we produce it, but it's just, it's authentic to us. It is uh, reflective of like our brand, if you will, and it's something that people can go to every single day and just immerse themselves in your brand, get to know you, get to know your brand, what you believe in, what you stand for. Um, you know, people buy people buy from places that they know, like, and trust. That's a proven psychological fact. So are you, are you allowing all those things? Are you opening yourself up for people to get to know your brand, to trust your brand, to like your brand? What tools could you have in place that play to your strengths as a gym owner, as a coach, that you can be relatable in a visible way. Social media is the low-hanging fruit, but it could be something, like I said, like a blog or any other form of uh, a visibility like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of that goes back to something that we constantly drive home, which is just that show people that you care. You know, I think the the hard evidence, hard evidence that you mentioned about when we have that daily blog, our retention is higher. Um, you know, I don't, not to like, say anything bad about what you put on there, but it's not like, you know, revolutionary stuff that's like, you know, people are like, Oh, I got to read that today. It's just constant little things that show people that we care, um, and allows them to, like you said, relate to us on a, a different level than just posting, you know, in gym stuff. Um, you know, pictures of people doing whatever they're doing and, and all of that stuff. It's just like, it hits a different level of connection.
1: Yeah. It's people can get into paralysis through analysis of like, you know, I was incredibly intimidated to start a daily blog. Like I got to put something out every day. Like <laughs> I, I'm not a writer. I, I, this isn't going to be interesting. And a lot of it isn't, but like you have this audience of people, some people are going to like some things. And the main thing we try to do is just be authentic. Like, I don't write about back squats. Cause like, I don't care. Like we have coaches <laughs> who are going to coach you on how to do a back squat, but like the stuff that I'm interested in is, you know, what makes people successful? Like what are habits that everybody can use to do better at things? Uh, how can you build like a really great culture? It's, you know, it's authentic to our tone, my beliefs, um, you know, some people are going to read it and might have a negative reaction, and I'm okay with that because I want our brand to net out as this, this this tangible person who people get an emotional sense from. And talking about you know the science of squatting mechanics is, is not going to achieve that for our brand. So it's a little bit of a tangent, and we've kind of gone down the rabbit hole a little bit of just how we do things, but don't be so paralyzed by thinking you can't do it. You know, I I promise you you can just get to producing stuff, get to talking about things, get to sharing what your gym believes in, you know, um, get a voice to your brand that is communicated in a way that's consistently, and that is net relatable to people.
0: Absolutely. I don't have really anything to add to that. I mean, like I remember reading an article about, uh, brands that showcase their screw ups were significantly more. They didn't use relatable, but it was like popular among their fans than people that just constantly posted like, we're better than you than other, whatever business it was. Uh, we never screw up. Like we're all perfect all the time. And it's like, people relate to that stuff. Just like be real about stuff. Um, you don't do everything right. We don't do everything right. Just talk about it. It's funny sometimes.
1: Awesome. Listener takeaway, get to sharing stuff, put your voice into action, social media, blog, emails text, do something, talk about something, be about something, and do it in a very public and consistent way. Consistency. And that's it, guys. So we'll just really quickly recap these. Action item number one, these are ways to make your brand more attractive right now. Invest in some good imagery. Action item number two, go minimalist in your communication. Action item number three, a clear call to action for what people should do when they're on your website. All three of those heavily involved in communicating with your practices around coronavirus. Action item number four, support those measures in person. Reinforce them. Do them diligently. Don't just let them fall by the wayside. Otherwise, you will lose trust. Action item number five, treat members and treat prospects well. And action item number six, be be visibly relatable consistently. consistent. That's a wrap, guys. Um, we'll see you next time. You can uh, please make sure, as always, we like to remind you. Please give us a five-star review. Please subscribe. Apple really likes that. It helps boost our viewership. Helps boost our ratings.
0: Helps you get notifications when we post new episodes too.
1: It does. And um, yeah, follow us at Jim Ops Radio, and we'll talk to you next. Time. See ya.